Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and business coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that you can create the abundant life and profitable business you truly love and deserve. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and share your authentic magic with the world. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, gorgeous human. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm Evie. I'm your host, life and business coach, and we are back with another solo episode. And this one is a real fun one for me to record and create, as so many of them are actually. But I feel like it's going to be actually really helpful for you if you are in business or want to be in business and you're growing and scaling. I think knowing what to invest in and making really smart, considered decisions about what you invest in in your business is so crucial. It is so, so important to the fact that it could even make or break your business, right? And so I, yeah, I really hope that this is exciting. It's inspiring. It's helpful. I hope you also hear, you know, some of our quote unquote failures, not that I call them, you know, think of them as failures, but just learning from the decisions that we've made in our businesses. And yeah, I really hope that this helps you make some more strategic, clever, smart business moves and investments in your own business. So today I am sharing the best and worst financial decisions I've ever made in my business. And I should say businesses because uh, we have two businesses. So one, obviously my own life in business coaching business and also I am the co-founder of Brooklyn Flowers which is a million dollar product and service online and retail based business here in Auckland, New Zealand Uh, and that's something that Brooke and I, my husband and I created uh, back in 2018. Well actually it was all ideas in 2017. We were crafting it, creating it, designing it and then when we came back from our big OOE, our big travel, we uh, yeah basically found a retail spot and opened the doors and then that was the same year that I also trained to become a life coach with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy as well. So that was a big year for us. Anyway, I want to share yeah, the, the financial decisions, the best and the worst financial decisions that we've made in our businesses to date and yeah, I hope it's helpful for you all. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so I'm going to be super honest, super open, transparent with you all and share some examples of things that we've invested in, money that we've spent, financial decisions that we've made in the businesses uh, that I believe that are some of the best decisions that we've made and also some of the worst decisions that we've made. And like I said, it's all a massive learning curve and I really hope that, you know, you can take some of this and... Uh, you know, use it for for your own business and use it to better your own business and your own self, right? Know that, you know, there's no sort of right and wrong in many ways, but 
I feel like you can be so strategic and you can be really smart with your financial decisions. And, you know, those are the decisions that I believe are going to make you a better business owner, better CEO, and is going to help you support you to grow your business faster and make a more profitable business and make a more sustainable business. And those two things, I believe, are, you know, one of the things that I would measure the quote unquote success of a business is, is their profit, their profit margins, and also the state sustainability of it. And also how you feel doing it, right? Like there's more to the success story than just those two things. But I think those are key components to it. And so if you can be really considered and make really wise decisions about where you invest your money, what things you're spending your money on, then I think that's going to really support you to do to do exactly that, right? And so, yeah, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be honest and open. I hope it's interesting. I hope you learn something from this episode. But most of all, I hope you use this to then make really smart decisions in your own business and learn from uh, the quote unquote mistakes or the, the areas that I feel like we probably could have improved on in terms of those financial decisions and investments in those early stages so that you can catapult your results so that you can fast track your business success so you can create a more profitable and sustainable business um, and you know the area of expertise and the way that you love doing it in your unique business Alrighty, so here goes so let's first start off with talking about some of the best business decisions I've ever made uh, in terms of our financial situation in terms of investments so best financial decisions in our businesses I really believe that the best ones have been investing in mentorship or in a coach and that has been honestly a game changer and I feel like that's going to be um, a no-brainer for many of you and especially if you've worked with me before or have worked with a coach yourself, you'll know the magical transformation um, that happens when you have a business coach on board. It is the number one thing that I reckon has supported me so much in my own coaching business, having a mentor and also investing in long-term mentorship. I'm a huge fan of long-term mentorship and I have chosen to work with the same coach for gosh now it would be in our third year uh, together one uh, in her business coaching mastermind and I've absolutely loved it and why I like the long-term mentorship or business coach is that you get to form a really beautiful relationship with that person. They know you, they know your defaults, your blind spots. They can easily see those patterns and things playing out. They will get to know your business inside and out and be able to really support you on a strategic level to grow and scale. And it's, there's no sort of like learning curve involved. It's like we can deep dive in, we can continue on. And even, you know, as as you all know, I have um, recently had a baby. Now Blake's now nine months old. Oh my goodness. But, uh, you know, I went through a maternity leave. My business has changed. I now work less than 10 hours in my business at the moment and still run a six-figure business. And so the way that I run my business and my strategy has changed so much over the last few years 
years. I went from, you know, early, early stages with her to like the building stages and building our offers and programs and scaling, etc. And then I went into, yeah, into maternity leave and then into motherhood where my business looks wildly different from a day-to-day running point of view and strategy point of view than it did a while back. So, you know, long-term membership, mentorship, sorry, is, I believe, one of the best financial decisions I have ever made. And it's something that I really recommend is getting yourself a business coach because that is the thing that's going to support you to grow exponentially. Uh, So that would be my my biggest thing is getting into a business coaching mastermind, having a business coach, either one-to-one or mastermind. My preference is masterminds because you, and if you can get one where there's one-to-one and groups, you get the best of both worlds. Amazing. So the next thing that I believe has been one of our best financial decisions has been team or staff members, hiring the right people to support you in your business. That has been a game changer. And actually in both of our businesses, we have made incorrect hires before. And it's not so much... um, Maybe not so much an incorrect hire, I should say. It was just more that the the other person didn't quite fit in with the team, um, in with our vibe, in with you know the things that the qualities and the traits that we're really looking for in our businesses and both businesses, and it just wasn't quite the right fit and the quite the right match. And I think that's just you know every human is wildly different, and it's just finding your people and the right people for you and your business. And so, yeah, having team on board and the right team members that really fit is so, so important. So absolutely finding the people that um, obviously have the skills and expertise that you're looking for. And if you're interested in hiring, I've done a podcast episode on this in the past around hiring um, team members and my sort of tips around that. So definitely go check that out if you want to know more about that. Uh, But yeah, hiring the right person in terms of expertise and skills, hiring someone who perhaps has different skills and talents than you do, knowing that, you know, they're going to be filling the gaps that um, perhaps aren't your strengths or aren't your forte or aren't in your zone of genius. So you can focus on being the CEO and, uh, you know, doing what you love and what you're really, really good at staying in your zone of genius. So obviously the expertise, but also, yeah, personality, fit, etc., alignment, all of those things are so important. And especially when you have uh, a small business, which I'm sure many of us do here, in fact, probably all of us do, is, yeah, that is so, so important and so, so crucial. So having the right team is such a good investment, such a good financial decision. Obviously, there, you know, it needs to be, in an appropriate time frame for you, depending on the season of business that you're in, depending on your financial situation, depending on you know, what your goals are in terms of your business. So that is also really important. So uh, in both businesses, we have made some amazing hires. We've made some hires that weren't quite the right fit. and But overall, the decision to hire and find that right person was an absolute game changer because it really does allow you 
you to free up your own time so that you can focus on your zone of genius. You can also have CEO time to really move the business forward. Like I remember back to, for example, in Brooklyn Flowers, when we were so bogged down in doing the work and actually working in the business, you know, servicing our clients and customers, doing all of the doing and the day-to-day runnings of the business, that it was so hard to see the bigger picture and to have that, yeah, to really do the CEO work that was going to make those more strategic decisions to move the business forward and to expand and grow and see where we could up-level and develop things. And so, yeah, having that team support us with some of the day-to-day stuff to really work in the business and support us there meant that we could then step back slightly from some of that time and some of those tasks to then, yeah, really, um, really focus on the overall picture of the business. And same within my coaching business, it really enabled me to do less of the day-to-day runnings and the less of the things that I needed to do as, as a business owner, as a CEO, and as a coach. You know, there are a lot of admin kite tasks, a lot of automation stuff, a lot of tech stuff, a lot of that kind of thing that just doesn't need to be done by me specifically in my business. And therefore, having someone support me meant that I was then freed up to do a whole lot more coaching and to be able to service more people, really be the best coach that I possibly could be. And look, I also want to preface this by saying, this wasn't the case, you know, the, the whole way through in our business. This wasn't in the early, early stages. Uh, this was a little bit later down the track, especially in my coaching business. I was doing, I was everything. I was wearing every hat for a long time in my business before I bought on my first team member, which was a virtual assistant. So please know that it will come if you're not quite there yet. Um, and it's just about growing to a point in time when it makes sense to make that financial decision to invest. Um So yeah, so, so worth it in the long term. So mentorship, coaches, uh, getting into a business coaching mastermind and hiring the right team members at the right time were some of the best business decisions, financial business decisions that we've made in both businesses. And it's been so, so helpful. Okay, let's get down to the the more juicy ones right (laughs) perhaps the ones you've been waiting for is what have been some of the worst financial decisions that we've made in our businesses so the worst ones I think just as a whole the worst ones have always been when we've ever got distracted The worst financial decisions have been whenever we've got distracted and specifically by shiny object syndrome (laughs) shiny object syndrome. And what I mean by that is the things that you think you need in your business that look really good, that you are marketed to, that look fun and exciting and sparkly and shiny and like, oh, that would be so cool. And let's do that. And it's not actually the thing that is going to grow your business or support you to move the needle forward. So that's that's what I mean by shiny object syndrome. And I wanted to share this quote uh, that I saw recently by Stephen Bartlett. He is um, an entrepreneur. He um, has the podcast, which you might be aware of, The Diary of a CEO. Great podcast. And uh, anyway, he was talking about this quote um, recently, and it's that success, he believes that success is 5% brains and 95% getting distracted on the internet. 
I'm going to say that again. Success is 5% brains and 95% not getting distracted on the internet. Not getting distracted by the internet, essentially. And what he's basically saying is not getting distracted by shiny object syndrome, by what other people are doing and you know, going down rabbit holes that are not supportive for you and are just those dopamine hits, which is classic shiny object syndrome. It's just like wanting the dopamine hit and yeah, essentially just getting distracted. And I just saw this and I laughed and I smiled. I was like, yes. And it relates to this podcast. It relates to the decisions that we made that weren't the best financial decisions because we were getting distracted It was taking us off path. We thought that we needed those things, but actually they didn't support us and they didn't support our growth. And yeah, it wasn't a good investment. Let me give you an example. Brooke and I, laugh about this now and I (laughs) we laughed about it just the other day because we drove past the shop that we bought these things from so let me take you back so 2018 we'd just been traveling we were at a point in time where we owned a house here in Auckland New Zealand Um, so we were paying our mortgage and um, we didn't have many other like financial commitments at the time and we had put in everything into our business like we were putting in all of our money all of our savings into growing our businesses So I was training to become a coach, as I said, we were setting up Brooklyn Flowers and it's a retail space. So we had rent to pay, we had, you know, a brick and mortar business has so many more overheads than an online business does like my coaching business. It's wild when you think about it. So there was a lot of costs involved with setting up that business and we, yeah, obviously, as most businesses start off, you start from zero, right? In terms of your sales, you start off and open your doors and, you know, launch your website and your social media, and then you're required to grow the business, right? And I talk about this all the time in coaching um, and same in Brooklyn Flowers, right? So that's a story for another day. But, you know, we were in the early stages. Our sales weren't as they are now. You know, nowadays, Brooklyn Flowers is a million dollar plus business. It is growing exponentially. It is wildly successful. But, you know, at the start, it definitely wasn't that, you know, we all start from zero. And that was exactly the same with Brooklyn Flowers. And so, We were at a point where we were making some sales in our business, but it was still really early stages. It was probably a couple of months into opening the doors. We were looking at getting into doing more weddings, so floristry for weddings. And there was these really cool gold vases. So they were metallic Uh, gold vases they were really beautiful vases there was like a couple of different sizes they were like they looked amazing right and they were all the craze they were so like so cool I want to say so trendy and they fitted our brand they were really sophisticated yeah they just looked amazing and we're like we need those vases I said to Brooke we need those vases they're so cool and it's gonna make people want to buy our flowers more it's gonna make our events and our weddings so much cooler like we need those gold vases like imagine those on the tables at weddings with all the bouquets in them and the posies and arrangements it's gonna look amazing right and so we got caught in this trap we got distracted essentially by saying I need those gold vases in order to make more sales That was essentially what our minds were tricking us into. (laughs) And I say tricking because 
that's what happens in the online space, right? Um, and yeah, we just got caught up in say, thinking that we needed these gold vases. Anyway, we spent thousands on buying these gold vases because you had to spend a minimum amount when you're buying wholesale things as you often do with wholesale. And we had to spend a minimum amount. It would have been three to 5,000 probably what we spent on these gold vases. And we're like, yep, that's fine. You know, we need to just book a few weddings and we'll pay back that money, et cetera, et cetera. And did they increase our sales? Did they give us any return on investment? And the answer is no, a big fat no. And I laugh of it now and I like even now I'm like cringing a little bit inside as I say the story out loud because I was like that was such a dumb <laughs> dumb mistake. It was such uh yeah it was not a very good financial decision. It was probably one of our worst financial decisions because at that point in time in our business it was not necessary to invest in vases and fancy dancy vases. We could have bought vases for like a fraction of the price and that would have been just as good. And actually it didn't get us more sales. It didn't grow our cool factor. It didn't grow our social media following. You know, it didn't really do any of those things. Maybe there was a tiny bit of a flow on effect of a little bit of that stuff, right? But ultimately at the end of the day, it did not give us any return on investment. And I share that example because it's just, it really highlights this point of the shiny object syndrome and the way that we can so easily get distracted by investing in things that we think is going to support us to grow our business or we think that we need in our business and it really doesn't support us. It really, really doesn't. And so we made that decision and we made probably a few of those in the earlier stages of thinking that we needed certain things um, to make it look amazing or we thought that it was going to boost our sales or whatever it might be. But actually that kind of stuff just didn't. You know, the things that really did, like I said, was mentorship, was hiring a business coach, uh, was things like investing in marketing, um, advertising, that sort of thing was actually the thing that supported us to grow the business and increase our our sales, obviously increasing our revenue, our income, our profit, and then, you know, fast track down the line a few years, buying those gold vases now would make total sense if we needed them because we would have that money in our business and it's likely that we are getting and attracting in those clients that would need and want that kind of thing, for example. So it's it's a total different story now, but at the time that just did not make sense. We didn't have the cash flow in our businesses to be investing in that kind of thing and it really didn't give us the return on investment. So what I would share with you here, and like this is the key takeaway, is to really not get caught up in shiny object syndrome and ask yourself, like get radically honest with yourself about where you're spending your money right now and what investments are you making in your business and are they actually going to give you a return on investment? So for example, you know, do you think that, um, that that course that you're wanting to buy is going to be the thing that brings you in more money, more clients, more sales, more cash, etc.? Is something in like the energetic space, for example, oh, I feel like this is such a shiny object syndrome thing for me personally of like, oh, I would love to learn more about human design and astrology and I'd love to learn more about a law of attraction and abundance and, you know, I love that stuff and, and I teach some of that stuff and 
you know, I love it because it's just fun and exciting and it interests me personally. But is that stuff actually going to support me to grow my business? And if I'm radically honest with myself, if I get really real, the answer is no. And so I have actually been, uh, I was talking about this with my own coach recently, I was actually being really strategic with how I've invested in my business from day one actually in my coaching business because I feel like we made more of those mistakes in Brooklyn Flowers purely because uh, that was the first business that we had. That was, you know, we opened the doors to Brooklyn Flowers earlier than I started my coaching business. You know, I was still training at that point to be a coach when we were opening Brooklyn Flowers. And so we made all those mistakes early on in our business and then when I came into my coaching business I knew that I needed to be really strategic and wise about the financial decisions that I made in my business and so I yeah haven't really spent or invested in any of that kind of thing there was even a point um, one time in my business actually a couple of times when uh, I was like oh I love energy healing and I want to be an emotion code practitioner and I received a few emotion code uh, therapy sessions with um, one of my gorgeous friends who was training and it was yeah amazing and I loved it and it was a beautiful experience for me personally and I was like oh maybe I could bring this into my business and again that was an example of shiny object syndrome it was almost a distraction from my zone of genius which was coaching it was one-to-one life and confidence coaching and business coaching like that was the thing that I knew that I was a genius at that that was my zone that that was my forte that was where my skills were at and even so this is like not to say that any of those things are wonderful services and that you shouldn't necessarily invest in those if you want to but for me personally that was going to be a distraction and it was going to take me off path and it wasn't going to support me to grow my business Um, so that's just an example right so just I think the question at the end of the day if you get really real with yourself if you sink down into your intuition if you come out of the mind you know the the monkey mind the ego that loves that dopamine hit that is constantly searching for like the quick fix or the course that you think you need you know that let's do like 10 steps to make 10k in your business or whatever it might be online You know, if you get really honest with yourself, you know deep down if it's going to grow your business or not. You know deep down if it is the, you know, the right decision for you in that point in time in your business. And like I said, there's no like right or wrong as such. You know, for example, the gold vases uh, example. That makes total sense for us now, but it was such a bad example, such a bad decision, sorry, in the early stages of our business because it wasn't going to be a good return on investment. Uh, For example, the emotion code one, love emotion code, so much respect for them, love energy healing. I think that's a beautiful service and offering and yeah, something that I personally really love, but it wasn't my zone of genius and it wouldn't be a smart move for me to spend my time and my money on that. And so again, it's not a right or wrong. It's just what is right for you and your personal business Uh, And what's your zone of genius? What does your intuition say here? What does your heart say? Not your mind necessarily. Like what do you know deep down is the right thing that's going to support you to grow your business, that's going to support you with your goals? And is it going to give you the return on investment? That is the biggest thing I think you should be asking yourself in terms of those financial decisions. 
So a little bit of sassy pants today, a little bit of um, hard truths around not getting caught up in the online world, not getting distracted by everyone else, by shiny object syndrome, by all of the products and services and possible things that you could spend your money on that, you know, there are some wonderful things out there that are really nice to have. But if you are in the earlier stages of your business, if you're serious about building a profitable, sustainable business for yourself, if you want to do your zone of genius, your soul's work more and more and more, it means that you need to be really strategic about where you're investing and making smart decisions in terms of your financial situation, your financial decisions, so that you can reach those goals faster, so that you can do the things that actually align with your vision, your goals. I often share this with people around investments is like, does it, is this financial investment, does it align with my goals or not? Like, are my priorities here matching my goals and my intentions or not? And, And that's another question to ask yourself and just being really, really honest with yourself. That is the biggest thing, right? <laughs> Not letting your mind trick you into something or yeah, just getting caught up in the, the online world and those dopamine hits and actually come back to your intuition and what you know is going to be the thing that really, really supports you here. So I hope that was really helpful. I hope that was... Um, yeah, I hope that was insightful. I hope it was, you know, the truth, the hard truths that you needed to hear and ultimately know that I say all of this with love, with the best intentions for you, knowing that I really want you to make a profitable, sustainable business for yourself and really create the beautiful lifestyle, the impact that you're wanting, uh, as well as that income. I also want to remind you before we close out this podcast episode that at the time of recording this episode, we are a couple of weeks into the launch of the Strategy in Soul Mastermind. We've only got a few more weeks left until the doors are closed for the August round of the Strategy in Soul Mastermind. It is, I believe, the best way that I can possibly support you if you are in the building stages of your business, the earlier stages where you are laying down rocks solid foundation systems processes where you're creating sellout programs and offices offers and services where you're bringing in consistent clients wanting to grow to you know the consistent 10k plus months you know the six figures the full-time job uh, leaving your job perhaps going full-time in your business and want to do it in a really beautiful sustainable way for yourself that honors who you truly are, the soul of your business, which is all about authenticity, all about alignment, all about using your intuition to support you here, all about really harnessing your authentic magic. What makes you you? What makes you come alive, sharing your love and your passion and your gifts, your soul's gifts with the world? Like that's what I'm all about. And blending it with the strategic support that you need in your business. And, you know, strategy is, I believe, the thing that we need to do to move our needle forward, to make strategic uh, decisions in our business. You know, strategy, in other words, is like your plan. It's like the how to. How am I going to call in clients? How am I going to create a marketing plan that it's authentic to me? How am I going to get new leads in? How am I going to grow my audience and my community? How am I going to sell out my offers and my programs? How am I going to scale? Like, what's my business model? All of that stuff is totally my jam, and I would love to support you with that. So, if you're a coach, if you're a creative or some kind of consultant, 
consultant and you have a predominantly online service-based business, then this is for you. Make sure you check out all the information in the show notes and send me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions or you could book yourself a free call in the link in the show notes as well and we can chat all about it together. I'm so excited for this mastermind. It is an incredible, incredible program. So proud of it and I can't wait to have you join us. All right, my loves, have a beautiful, beautiful day wherever you are and I can't wait to be back with another juicy episode soon. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.